Well, I'm here. Go ahead. You okay. Shut. Shut. What was that up. thing about your dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you showed up. You, sh you showed up to a. You showed up to a blank video camera or my whiteboard because my Chewini was being a cop at five o'clock in the morning, barking at the barking at the fence, waking up the neighborhood. So I had to go out there and say, "Shut up, dumbass." Well, hold on. So is that is that a is that an issue with the people like? You as a person selected the wrong dog or uh, do you, are you teaching at the wrong principles or is there just no process? I'm just confused. Look, I love my gal. She made me go to some uh, soccer field somewhere and meet this lady who rescued this dog. And next thing I knew it was in my truck and we brought it home. I love okay. my gal. I love my gal. I know you love your gal. That's all. So I can, that, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> So she's, uh, she's not she's never even going to listen to this either. So how about yeah. that? How about that? That's uh, that's true love. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. She'll never hear this. <laughs> so so we ended our last our first episode on this concept of monopoly. I thought that was interesting. Uh, and Roger, you've been <laughs> uh, thinking. Well, you always think, I guess. Uh, about this a little bit more and had some good questions for us today, huh? You want to kick that off? Hold on, I'm gonna interrupt you right away here before he takes over. Cause when nice. we were talking about, when we were talking about Monopoly, you lit up because you're competitive and you like to win. And I think that the Monopoly was a great way to end the last one, but we really ended it on after everything's, after everything, all things being equal, whatever, luck comes along and, and rules the day, you know, luck is the, is the, uh, luck is the, is the most overlooked component in the, uh, in the process all the time. For some reason, a monopoly at the end of the game, somebody has everything and everybody else is just broke. They don't have anything. Well, we, well, we had our three things, the people versus process versus principle. And then Sean brought up the concept of, of, well, isn't there some, some luck involved to almost as a counter example to all of the, all of the points. And, and then I lit up, I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even thought no, of that. That's right. That's um, luck. And that's right. Then, <laughs> which is, but it, it's like, like that's from just a broader moral perspective. Like that's the argument right now is like how much, and, and the example I gave was, you know, you're driving along and you hit a little ice patch and you either you swerve a little bit and you're okay. Or, or you, you, you hit a runner off the road and kill him. You're a murderer, right? Um, and, you know, what's the difference? You can't really control that the guy's out there. So it's really just a matter of luck, whether you had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a scare or, or you're in prison for the rest of your life. Um, well, well, hold on. And, if, you're oh, if, yeah. you're paying, if you're paying attention and driving with the correct process at, you know, 10 and 12, or 10, well, right? <laughs> and, and, and looking every two seconds. Now, then, well, would, you, well, would, you increase, would you increase your so luck? In right? the Northeast, would you, you, would, Northeast, you would increase your chances of not being so unlucky. Yeah. In the Northeast, we have something called unseen ice. And, and no matter how focused or attentive or attuned you are to the, what you're doing, you're going to get something. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen and you got to re and you got to react to it. You got to recover. And, 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 you know, you, you can, you, you can, it's easy to avoid the ball running, rolling across the street. That might be where one of the things we can control is as long as you're attentive, you can hit the brakes. 
But if you're hitting a patch of ice that nobody can see, um, and it's it's a question of luck whether you just recover or or you know you hit somebody off the road and they become oh. I, I, like there's that scene of Michael Clayton that's right at the beginning, right? The the guy well, where did that guy come from? They designed the roads wrong and <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, you know, it's really just a matter of luck that he hit a guy when he was coming around the corner rather than that there was a guy there to begin with. But, you know, in business, it's kind of the same way. And what you're talking about is, you know, we can control it up to, up to a certain point and then something else takes over. And I think the question, there's two questions. One is in when you're building a business, at what point can the, are the things you're doing, you know, getting you to where you want to be and then what point does luck take over and then where our argument is going to come in is going to be in order to get to that point which you can control is it best to prioritize people processor principle right so at what at what point does luck take over in business and as we're getting up to that point which of the three should we be spending our most what should we be most focused on I think that's it. Yeah. Well, so when you start with the process first, which is the obvious choice to, for everything, right? Um, once you have the process and, and then you create the principles and then, and then once you find the principles, you find good people and then you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Well, well so, so it's what do the three, it's what do you the tell three them. look like? Yeah. You, you if, tell if, them. You tell them one thing, just win, like, baby. Yeah. If, if we give Al all Davis. three of them, if we give Com all three of them the most, the most charitable offering, and I, now I'm going to think about Nexium, that wonderful documentary, the explaining the cult this guy Rainier ran, and and the way, so and he's he talks in that documentary. You hear him say principle a lot. You hear him say process a lot. You know, you hear him talk about people a lot. The whole thing's about about people, um, and. And you know the, the the question is, do you do you get a bunch of people together, and then out of that will come the processes and the principles, or do you have the leader structure or the the leader group, um, you know, develop this is what it's going to be, and then let process and people come out of that, or do you develop this process, this tool, this tech as they called it in the in the documentary and then go out and try to bring in people and then and then incorporate principles into it some way you got to start at one of them and we're having a debate over which of those to so to start so, at so if there's a so an if and then right we're deciding on how we start sounds like a process to me i don't know i i, I don't think i you, it, 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 it's 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 uh, yeah okay okay so 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 i mean in, in a sense metaphysically everything is a process an electron that's right. is a process a computer that's is right. a process that's that, right. but that's pro but that concept of process is different than what i what i think we're talking about when we're building a business as far as like what the process is the, well, the steps forget you know, if are we, we going to build the steps that we're going to take? Are we going to get a bunch of people? Is one person going to sit down and build the steps? Or maybe is one person going to sit down and say, I'm going to get a bunch of people together. Or is one person going to sit down and say, these are the principles that we're going to run this by. And then everything else follows from either of those three. So I, 
I don't know that, that we can take the metaphysical concept of it being all process and then say, oh, it's just process. We got to be a little more practical than that, I think. Well, so we're getting back I'm to not the, letting you the, get the, away the, with the that main, nonsense, right? <laughs> the, the main question, the main question is uh, with all these things too, what, at what point sets you up for luck, right? And the, the definition of luck that I've always heard is when preparation or process meets opportunity, right? And uh, that luck factor increases with the better the process you have within that, within that process, uh, it has to be driving towards an actual real opportunity. And sometimes you don't really know what that is. And that, that, that opportunity can be had or missed based on principles and people. And I give you a great example of that. Uh, my last company, the sales developers, we were growing like a rock rocket ship, but, uh, you know, brought in some of the wrong folks, uh, uh, from, a. uh, uh, strategic relationship perspective that maybe had different principles and uh, introduced some wrong people and it kind of took things the wrong way. Um, right. But the process is very tight. It works. Right. The proof of that process from the very beginning, when, when, when we went from inception of this is the process, so let's bring that we wrote a book on it. Here's the process. Then we put it into companies, those companies, they all did the same thing. They had more conversations, which creates more meetings. It's very simple, right? The next stage is more people. Uh, Cs came in, was able to uh, continue that. But as that continued to grow, uh, opportunity, opportunity was abundant, but it wasn't focused. And uh, the luck factor diminished a bit, right? And I believe that that was due to principles from individuals that joined the organization, which is a factor of wrong people, and uh, potentially leading all the way up to me as a bad leader for not enforcing my principles, which goes back to the fact that what, what actually causes better luck, process first can get you so far, but without those other two factors, you, you or actually all three factors, you actually put yourself in a position to l minimize your luck, right? All of those things are important. But missing one of those at some point as you move from more than one to two to three, et cetera, process is not enough to Chon's point. And that's the circle, right? Circle, not a triangle, right? It's a triangle. It's got the pointy things. It's round like a circle, right? So that's my take on it. You have to start with process because otherwise you don't have a direction. You don't know what the fuck you're going to do next. And if you don't know what the hell you're going to do next, you can't bring a bunch of people in. And that's when either process breaks down or principle breaks down, in my opinion. Yeah, if I can summarize what I heard there, we have a process that works, but found out with the wrong people, it turns into a shit show. And yep. I think under, underneath, underneath that, there's a, uh, there's a principle, which, you know, even since we started this uh, three-way discussion around principles and people and process or process, but, but any way you want to hide the tic-tac underneath the shell uh that principle seems to be uh where everything rolls up to because you know just just that that summary right we have a process we know works but if we if we put the wrong people in it it's not going to work and to me there's a principle in there right there's a principle underneath that you know yeah. no shitty people no shitty well, people that's a principle no, I, I think it, 
you know, I think that even more than that, that that a few people can get together and communicate and come up with something in in, in land somewhere that that makes sense, and you you can start from there. I mean, because you know, if when I look at process, you know, when when I look at people before process, um, there's a little bit of a fallacy there, right? Because um, if if I'm leading something or doing something uh, where you know, for for very remedial move this pile of rocks to over there in front of the fence, right? Don't, don't get creative. Just take one rock at a time so you don't hurt your back. Walk it over, set it down, and put the next rock, walk back, put the second rock on top of it. Let me know when you're done with that. Doesn't take a lot of, doesn't take a lot of creativity, you know, which is a lot different than saying, hey, there's a pile of rocks in the backyard. I don't care how you get them to the other side. Go ahead and go for that. You know, go and do that. And those you could probably employ a different person to do that if you if you actually were saying you know what i don't know what the best way is to move those rocks so i'm going to get someone who has some experience with moving rocks and turn them to moving the rocks on the other hand if i'm kind of a process got a control freak kind of person which again again there's a principle under there right there's a different kind of leadership model there which runs into a different kind of uh, a, a different kind of uh, principle you know again where which then brings in culture into the whole thing and, and it starts to go haywire because someone said hey i thought we were just moving the rocks to the other side of the fence why is this guy got a why is this guy over at the uh, at the rental shop getting an excavator to move them all why doesn't he just move them and you don't start seeing eye to eye so that's my little thought on on that people in process and then Maybe, you know, principles underneath there, if you could get people to agree on some principles about the direction, the way things are going to run in principle, uh, you, you might be closer to uh, putting process and, and people together, you know, just thinking out loud. So that, so that's the question of maybe how, how can you f form all these th three things together in order to increase the likelihood of getting lucky. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I like the definition of, I know, I mean, I know people say, you know, like the definition of luck is the sort of preparation meets opportunity. Is that what it was? Um, yep. um, That's what it is. But it was, well, well, it, I mean, preparation plus opportunity is maybe a formula for increasing luck but i don't know that that you know explains kind of what luck is i mean luck is you, you have uh, multiple equally possible scenarios and you know there's uh an equal likelihood across them all so you know we're going to start this business and it's going to fail or, or it's going to succeed and you know it's a it's a it's a 50 50 chance um and more like a 1090 more like 10, well, 10, 10, 10 <laughs> chance of succeeding right yeah well so so 90%. so you know the, the absolute probability is is that it, it will or it won't 50 50 but then you can you adjust the the probabilities um you know based on a variety of other factors and, and information that you collect that you collect from the world and you know so so, so the question that, that you know, bring up at the beginning is that at what point does luck happen? And, you know, if you go to the, the calling scenario, right? Like I know with 100% certainty that I can make a hundred phone calls, right? I know that, that that's definitely going to happen. And then there is, uh, 
the likelihood that that people are going to to pick up and you know if i can so uh, you know if, if i make 100 phone calls um i i'm either going to make a sale or i won't if i can increase the likelihood that people are going to pick up you know that will increase the likelihood that i'm going to make a sale or not and once i get them on the phone if i can increase the likelihood that they're going to book a meeting with me that now increases the likelihood that i'm going to make a sale rather than not so each of these things will increase the likelihood over time. And so, so, so then, you know, what's the best way to, what's the best place for you to put your focus in order to tilt, continue tilting that probability up into your, your I'm happy, favor. I'm, ha I'm and, happy you, I'm happy you brought up the phone and I'm happy you're using math of sales because it's a simple process. It's uh, it's the buckets, stupid, not the economy, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just put, I just said that this morning, right? Because you're spot on, right? Like if you just blindly, if you have no process and you go, oh, I got to make a sale today. Let me go call 100 people. That's going to be a lot less successful than if you started with, I want to go make a sale today. Who have I made a sale with in the past? What do they look like? Let's go find 100 people that look and feel just like that person. And let me go try to call them first, right? Just that simple first step of the process will increase your chance of making a sale simply because it's going to increase the conversion rate on if you get them on the phone now, because there's more relevance, there's more uh, uh, credibility. There's a, you know, a customer story perhaps there, right? All those things come into factor. I'm not blindly randomly trying to find somebody. I'm coming to you with an intent, a purpose, a reason that, uh, is grounded in um, objectivity, right? I've already done this before for somebody who may be similar to you. I, based on what I can see, you look like a duck, you quack like a duck, I help ducks, right? And that, that simple first step increases the chances of making a sale. The next thing is if I'm going to run down a list, there are... <clears throat> there's a timing component here, right? So you have to look at not doing this in a one shot uh, piece, but giving myself enough time. Uh, it's a big part of the process and not, not going too far out and start to look at the numbers associated with, um, you know, who within this list has a good chance of picking up the phone. Uh, by going through it just one time, I can already organize the next time I go through this list based on did they pick up the first time or not? You already know that if you had a conversation, you have a better chance of moving through. You already said that. But more importantly, does this person program their voicemail? The number I have for this person, did they get to their voicemail? And did they program their voicemail? There's a better chance that that person uses their phone to have conversations if they program their voicemail than if they don't, right? That's just a, a, it's a fact, right? It's a, a statistical fact. The next is, um, did the number even get to them or not, right? Did I, did I look at that? And then what was the type or the path to the phone, right? So this is all a part of the process. So the next time, if I'm going to go through that list, I'm going to prioritize these who picked up the phone first, then those who, because now there's already some familiarity or whatever, I at least know you picked the phone, if you hung up on me, if you look like that duck, I'm still going to call you back. The second piece is uh, you programmed your voicemail. Maybe I left a voicemail. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I uh, uh, but at least I now know that you have a good chance of uh, that number reaching you, 
right? Then you can, it just keeps going down, keeps trickling down, right? So I'm increasing my probability of success over time by simply following that process. John? Ryan just did a great job of explaining how the top of the funnel works. <laughs> masterful, masterful. Yeah, I don't, you'd, be I surprised. Don't. you'd be surprised, Sean. People don't understand that. People like Roger out there on principle say, hey, go make 100 calls. Go talk to – we don't know what this thing is yet. We just – Yeah, like, well, it's I a, mean, when you, when you say something we'll like call, that, when you say – Maybe we'll post. Maybe, we don't even know who we're going to reach. We right. don't know you who we're going to reach yet. Yeah, well, when you say well, go, make, go, make a, go make 100 calls, you know, my, my follow-up question is going to be what are you going to do with the other seven hours and 45 minutes of the workday? Yeah. I'll do that in 15 minutes. Okay. But that, I mean, that's, that's, that's in the, in the, in the weeds description of what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, well, still, it's, well, it's important. It's important because it, it raises an important issue because you wouldn't believe how many people don't think to pick up the phone. <laughs> or maybe you would believe it. And, and, and you've got to, to increase them. luck in business. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah well, I I run it all it. the time, all the time. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna build a website. <laughs> I'm like, sweet, that's wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Um, are you are you gonna call people? What? No. Why would I do that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, we're gonna use gonna, email. You have no chance. Yeah, we're gonna use email, right? Um, and and so 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 now here's the here's the here's the question. Um. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, um, what you taught, we're talking about there was just like a great description of how we can optimize uh, the activity that we've chosen to do, which in this case, which in this case is phone calling. Um, and and but 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 so here's the thing, the the effect, the impact of optimizing the effectiveness. We have to look at the 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 way in which that optimization change you know affects the ultimate probability of the outcome that we want compared to the impact of you know on principle saying i'm going to make phone calls rather than rather than just just put up a website and and the way i the, the analogy i like to use is what you just described was was how uh, you know, ants will meticulously and perfectly put together their ant hill. It'll be amazing. Um, and it'll do everything, you know, it'll, it'll just make them feel good and they'll have a great time. But then comes in me with my big foot and I just kick it over. And then like all that's gone. <laughs> well, the me kicking it over is, is deciding to make the phone calls rather than use the email. And all the work that went into that email optimization thing is now just, is now just gone. So, so, and this is the discussion is right. Um, is I, I'm obviously saying there that the decision to make the phone calls completely outweighs any optimization you would do in any other situation, even though optimizing will still increase the likelihood of that one activity. So we might say, um, yeah, you start a business, you're maybe at 10, 10% likelihood to succeed, 90% likelihood to fail. And if we optimize the way that you're talking about by put implement, implementing a fantastic process, or as Sean might say, like getting really great salespeople and a great group of people together, that might increase it from 10% likelihood of success to 12% likelihood to success, right? So I want to be, so instead of trying to go after those one or two percentage points, 
this is the way I'm thinking about it, through with people and process, I'd want to find what's the decision I can make that will have the greatest impact and get it from say 10% all the way back up to that 50-50 number. That, that's, how, that's how. Yeah, well, you're living well, in the so, clouds, That's bro. my point. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> so, what, I, I, just, I just realized that everything starts with the letter P for some reason. Because uh, it's alliteration and it's beautiful. And this is why this whole, whole thing works at all. Yeah, everything, everything starts R -S -R -S -R 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 -S -R with the letter R S R R R S R R R S. I think, isn't an RRS a feed on websites? Yeah. RSS, yeah. R, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so thinking about, you know, put, putting together the, the, the right people, the right process, the right principles. And like I said, I just realized that all these things start with it. Well, I know that people process principles starts with P. But I've, I've been I've been on this, so this paycheck this, protection program. Yeah, I've been on this theme of I've been on this theme <laughs> the for, real a, PPP. Of, for a while of, you know, as an individual as myself, you know, being a part of these different things. Uh, you know, how can I how can I make, you know, it, it better? And, and I keep thinking that, um, you know, that would be well, orientate yourself towards better. Right. That that's that's one way to go. Orientate, orientate yourself towards better. And, uh, and I keep coming back to trying to put out there what has nothing underneath it. In other words, somehow, some way, and again, I think this rolls back up to principles, right? That if, if you're working with a group of people and, you, and, you, and it's like the first principles thing, right? Like let's, let's, oh, let's start from where there's nothing underneath it, the best that we can, or at least agree that that's where we're always gonna try to solve problems from. And then when I go down that road, I run into these other things like, you know, uh, prices law, for example, where, uh, you know, the, all of the, the you know, 90% of the work that gets done in a business is done by the square root of half of the workforce, right? So if you have 100, if you have 100 people on your workforce, 10 people are doing 90% of the work, right? Um, then you have right. another, then you have the other one, the Peter, the Peter principle, right? Which, which says that, typically people are promoted to incompetence. The system's set up to promote people because of the way that wages are done or so on. And people get promoted to incompetence. And then they've basically promoted, you've promoted people out of their ability to be functional in the organization. And then I think that that all rolls right up to uh, Pareto, which goes back to monopoly, right? Is that somehow, some way, every, some, somebody ends up with all of it. Something just takes over where, when you start to gain, you know, and I think it goes either direction, right? Because I think this, this even becomes kind of a spiritual thing. If you're, if you're orientating yourself towards better and doing stuff for yourself, somehow the, the world orientates itself or frames itself up so that things get better for you versus making poor decisions. You seem to find a way to spiral yourself like just straight down into the depths of hell, you know? Um, so again, I mean, that just, again, takes me right back to principle thinking about, you know, putting the right people into these different things, there's all these underlying principles that, that you just can't get away from, like Pareto and Price's Law and the Peter Principle and, and all of these things. Um, and then, then, there's, uh, then there's luck. But underneath all, uh, underneath all of that was that idea of let's start where there's nothing left underneath. Well, I, I'm going to make a quick distinction on that. You, you're, you're mentioning these, these principles. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm going to run this business off of Pareto. That, that's not really what I mean by, by principle. 
um, when, I, when I'm talking about it. This is kind of the same thing when Ryan was talking about, you know, well, everything's a process. Like, yeah, everything's a process, but that's different than, you know, implementing a business process and the thing. And I think those principles that you're talking about, like that one sense of the word of principle, but the other sense of the word of principle is like, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this rule when building my business. And it could be yeah. something as ridiculous as, you know, we have to sacrifice a goat at the beginning of each meeting, right? Like whatever, whatever principle um, or rule that, that I want to implement about this, which is different than Pareto or the Peter principle, which we might call, um, you know, anecdotal law or, or something like that with, or, yeah. or, or, or natural, or if they're true, natural law. Um, uh, so when I say principle, yeah, I, I'm not talking about principles in those senses. And, I, and I'm not making the argument that because the world is governed by principles, we then have to build our business by principles the same way I'm criticizing Ryan for saying, because everything is a process, we then have to implement everything as a process. I think we're talking about this in a much more practical sense uh, of like, you know, I'm sitting down to start a company. Do I need to build the system first? Do I need to get a group, great group of people together first, or do I need to hold myself accountable to uh, a set of rules that I've that I've created for my company? Yeah, it starts with process, then you get to the principles, and you bring in people, <laughs> and it's like a circle, not a triangle. It's round. A triangle is pointy, oh. and and the circle is round. It's continuous, like like a circle. So, <laughs> um, but I mean that. I mean that. That's that's the that's the trickiest part, right? Is to getting everybody on the on the same page because going going back to the example of outbound phone calling or sales or whatever, you can you can be having a discussion with with somebody and apparently everyone's talking about the same things, but you couldn't be further apart from each other. And what I mean by that, for example, is take something as simple as your uh, your your total your total addressable market. You know, if, if Ryan or I are talking to somebody about their total addressable market, I'm I'm trying to slow it down and say, well, that's interesting. There's a thousand people that you a thousand companies that you'd like to do business with. That makes sense. That's fair enough. I already I already know. We already have some sense of the data that those companies are broken down into some percentages of what's already going to happen. We need to spend the next three, six, nine, twelve months basically curating what that looks like, so that you know along the way we'll get a deal in the pipeline here or there. But but have you know the whole entire TAM kind of mapped out where the person oftentimes you're talking to just says, "No, these guys need our product," <laughs> and, and you're having two entirely different conversations, but you're you're, you're trying to get to the same goal, but you're not even, the, the two groups are not having the same conversation. Somehow end up shaking hands and doing business together, still not talking about the same thing. Three months later, since the expectations were different, it goes haywire and, and people end up going, oh, you guys blew it. You didn't do a good job for me. And that's, that's a super, 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 I mean, that's an incredible challenge, right? I mean, yeah, but that that's a that's a prime example of a process that's broken. And the process meaning the if then is not fully validated uh, when a decision was made to move to the next phase. And I think to Roger's point, when you get to that stage, you have to have 
strong principles in place that says, if this is not a hundred percent, you know, however you define aligned, then we don't do business. Unfortunately in business, most people say, ah, fuck it. I'll take your money. Let's go. Yeah. We're kind of there. We're halfway there. Let's just go figure it out. Right. Because the biggest challenge, and let's get back to the luck component is, and it's the monopoly. Those with the resources can, you know, can take those risks uh, more often than those without resources. Um, you know, risk being in this case, not having to take the customer on or perhaps taking it and, and, and spending more money than they like on uh, servicing, maybe even losing money on that. Look, Snowflake, the most successful IPO of all time uh, so far, just went, you know, IPO'd yesterday. I bought book. it when it opened. I got it right at the bell open. And then I was trying to set a stop limit on it so that I wouldn't lose it if it fell. And I accidentally sold it all, but I sold it all <laughs> at 300. And I was like, oh shit, it's going to keep going. And then, it, and then it crashed. And I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Anyway, uh, my, snowflake, my snowflake story from yesterday. No, that's great. So, <laughs> um, Rogers in, Rogers in, so failed process, <laughs> so, failed out. process, fantastic success. You got, you got, you, you got lucky there. I so did. let's, but you look at it and, it and it's like, look, revenues are up 122%, right? Guess what their net profit is? Negative 77 million. No, they million only made a hundred million dollars last year and now they're worth no, no, 86 not, million. No, no, no. They didn't make. They brought so in they revenues. Their revenues. Yeah, they lost seventy-seven million dollars. So you think about that, right? And you know, as a as a startup entrepreneur, you know, someone who's raised you know raised a little bit of money before too. And even when when you raise the money, it's like you're always on this path towards EBITDA, EBITDA, EBITDA. That's what they want you to tell. But it's like the reality is, if I just had someone continue to throw gasoline on the fire, I could have just kept going all day long. And to the tune of seventy-seven million dollars, that's how much they lost. Right? That was their net profit um, to get to 120 million or whatever it was to now be worth 70 billion, right? There's a lot of other factors there, but let's just think about that when it comes to those with the resources because they raised 3.5 billion. The process, the principle Imagine that is... you raise $3.5 billion to only make 120 a year million and now you're worth 70 billion. What does all that mean? The right? principle that, that, is those with make lots money. of money. Yeah, don't make money, maybe. <laughs> but it doesn't even, you know, to, to think about you all the, th all the things that people hyper-focus on, getting back to Sean's point around, oh, I want all these opportunities now because I need to make the money now. That's the misalignment. The reality is, like, you're doing it wrong. No. Go, go talk to fucking everybody that you need to talk to because if they're not a customer now, and this is, by the way, I, I, I worked for a startup that was acquired by another unicorn, we just raised another $200 million. It's worth $2.7 billion pre-IPO, uh, Sprinkler, right? Their CEO, Raj, he walks around and says, hey, look, we have 10,000 customers. At the time, they had 1,000. We have 10,000 customers. 9,000 don't know yet, right? That's their mission. It's just to go, they, they're hyper-focused on those 10,000 enterprises, and that's all they're going to do is go talk to them, 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 beat them down, beat them down, beat them down. Eventually, they're going to be their customers. That's their it's a mission, but they, they, they have the capital to be able to, to think about growth in a different mindset than a startup. That's what Sean's talking about around. Oh, I need that customer now. Otherwise it's a failure. 90 days, right? Look at the difference in, you know, the vision, right? So those with capital, 
Those yeah, are I mean, that, increase yeah, their that, luck. Yeah, then that 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 can really be driven by uh, economics, right? I mean, I don't somebody 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 not admitting, hey, um, which would be great if somebody said, hey, you know what? I don't even have enough money to make it through forty-five days. I need a miracle because, as you know, you don't want to do business with somebody like that. You'd say, you know, I, I good can't. Luck with that. I'm not. Good, I'm not good, good, good. Good I don't luck need to tell you about luck. Jesus. I don't need to tell you about Jesus. He's in your, he's in your heart. <laughs> he's either in your heart or he's not. <laughs> I don't want to waste time on Kabuki. Uh, so, hey, uh, let's land the plane on that one. Kabuki right. and Capital. Kabuki and Capital. And uh, maybe we won't take so long to get back to the next one, huh? I have lots of thoughts about Capital, so we can talk about that next time. <laughs> yeah, we Fantastic. never really got to the bottom of uh, if it was uh, – pure luck based on hey i built a shit show and got lucky or man i really did it right and got lucky yeah is but there a difference? Take is, us there, like is there a difference is there a difference it's gonna take us 50 of these to, to get to the answer yeah. i think the, the answer so strap in well let, yeah let's 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 keep that one going because it's capital luck and then it's a definition of what success looks like i mean unfortunately it's this insatiable thirst for what's next at some point when do you decide it's a win yeah, that's it's, like the, it, when the, you uh, have five million dollars. That's when that's when you're done. Yeah, the feel good motivational things like uh, hard work beats talent. Yeah, one hard Bullshit. work doesn't five try. million dollars. Right. No, I mean that's 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 what I, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, tell that to the guy who works an assembly line every single day that just wants some uh, some uh, benefits and some time off and things like that, and he's actually he or she's working eight or nine hours a day actually building and creating something. Somebody else in an office who sits in an office for eight hours a day and doesn't do shit except for think about stuff has, you know, the benefits and stuff like that. So I don't know. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I would never work with somebody who has more than $5 million because they're greedy bastards. And I would never hire somebody that didn't have $5 million because they're, they're a loser. I have no That's idea the what that means. That's All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Famous last words from the stock trading wizard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to put a stop loss, but it works. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I stopped. Uh, I sold it all and didn't lose. I guess that's the winner. I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the capital gains tax, motherfucker. All right. Oh, man. I'm not looking forward to that. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Adios, fellas. <laughs>